When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, live from Cards Against Humanity in Chicago, man. And I am here with Lauren Ash and Nick Alder, uh, who both are doing an incredible amount of projects, really cool work in the city, man. Thank you guys so much for coming up. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us here. Absolutely. So like I said, you guys both have like a lot of really cool stuff happening. Um, I want to touch on everything you're doing, Party Noir, like the podcast, the magazine, all that. But let's get some background on each of you. Like how did you guys get started in the creative arts? Like when did that start happening in your lives? What led you there? Like feel free to share, you know, individually or together. So I'll start. Um, My name is Lauren Ash, and I actually grew up in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. So my background in creative arts is really rooted in my childhood. My mom in particular really encouraged me to explore music and explore um, theater. Mm -hmm. So I was always like a theater nerd and was always singing and choir and things like that. Um, When I went to college, I kind of shifted my focus more toward um, academics, of course. So got really into psychology and got really into studying black history. And then uh, right after college, um, right before I went into grad school, I started working at this black theater company called Penumbra Theater in St. Paul. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the first time where I was able to merge my passion for um, contemporary black culture and the arts. And it was really, really cool. So that kind of, I think, provided the foundation for everything that I'm doing right now. Fast forward after grad school, found myself in Chicago, and um, it was really a, a great, I think, time for me to move to Chicago, I think right now in particular. What year was this? This was 2012, right after I graduated. Right, and when, like right when like a lot of new culture was starting to bloom in Chicago, yes. like that was when... Of course, like Chance was like really mm-hmm. coming into his own, and then from that, really kind of came like a very creative renaissance, as people are calling yes. it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, I have a pretty similar background to Lauren, where uh, music and sort of singing um, and being creative um, was sort of instilled in me as a young child. Um, and then beyond that, I think I took a very special sort of liking to. Um, blogging and things like that and so I had like my first Tumblr at like 15 and I was really interested in just sort of creating spaces online where I was sort of sharing my story or stories of other people Um, and so kind of moved to Chicago for graduate school Um, came here in 2012 just like Lauren okay Um, around the same time where sort of a lot of things were sort of picking up um, and around the same time I was uh, flirting with the idea of creating like an online space for black women, black millennial women in particular mm-hmm. um, and just sort of uh, really inspired by sort of telling our stories and putting out a space for us to um, just sort of push our narratives forward um, and so that's uh, where Black Girl Fly came in um, and so I created that in 2013 um, with a co-founder who lives in New York, a uh, college friend of mine. And so, um, and that's the magazine. Yes, we should say. Yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. Uh, Black Girl Fly magazine. And so, um, just kind of, uh, I think 2014 was a year where I, where I sort of start started to sort of see myself as a, a creative and um, being okay with like a creative identity and sort of juggling different projects. And so, um, it's been a cool journey, um, and it's been I think much more uh, sort of inspiring to meet people like Lauren, who have been um, just kind of big supports and. Um, and being a creative in Chicago at this time. So, yeah. yeah. So let's start with, I think, the joint project that you guys are both working on. It's called Party Noir. 
Uh, it's happening. Is it solely at the Promontory, or is it at various venues around the city? Yeah, so it uh, in terms of our monthly day party, mm-hmm. it has been at the Promontory since the very beginning. Yeah. We have a residency there, so to speak. But it was really cool, I'd say in particular this past springtime, that our mission, which is cultivating black joy always and in always, really started to expand past the day party. And so we were able to host, you know, Jamila Woods' listening party, or excuse mm-hmm. me, album release party. And um, we did the same with Khalid B's um, album release party later in the summer. And we've been able to do other kinds of activations with other communities. So we had a joint party with everyday people when they came into town in July. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of, you know, always really, really appreciated that home that we've had at the promontory, but when there's other opportunities to activate our, our mission beyond that space, we're down for it. Right on. So, I mean, it sounds like it's been very positive, but how has the response been to Party Noir as you guys have cultivated it over like the last, you know, however long, months, year, like how people responded to it? Um, I think that the response really has been, uh, I guess, from the way that I can see it, really positive. Um, And it's sort of something that has kind of organically grown. Um, So we've been doing Party Noir for a little bit over a year, and um, we've just seen an exponential growth. Um, And not only, like, a a positive response, but a response that, like, it's sort of a cultivation of a community. Um, And so it's not just, like, a a party or just us kind of, like, doing these events, but, like, people who are really, like, invested in this idea of, like, cultivating black joy in different spaces. And so that's been pretty cool to me. Yeah, and I would say additionally, as our community grows and as like our relationships with people who come to our party deepen, it was also great to be recognized in the Chicago Reader this past year as Chicago's mm-hmm. best dance party. Yeah, um, you know, we certainly encourage our people and our community to vote. But I think that because we were also so young, we were like still overwhelmed with gratitude when we did receive that recognition because at that point, our party was like six or seven months old. And, you know, the runners up, um, the runner up was Cumbia Sazo, which is an amazing, also very culturally specific dance party here in Chicago. And they've been going for a few years. So it was really awesome to be very, very new. But as Nick was saying, like what we're doing is very necessary. And so it was just very affirming to receive that recognition. Now, talk about the community you've been able to cultivate through these events, um, and I'm sure through, as well, the podcast and magazine. Like, how are you reaching people? How are people connecting with you? And kind of what sort of conversation and community has come from that? Um, so I think that uh, we have been blessed to sort of be, be uh, personally connected to a lot of different creatives and sort of people around the city who are doing some amazing work. Um, and so I think Party Noir has provided like a sort of platform to sort of um, collaborate, illuminate some of the great work that's happening around the city. Um, and so we have been just, I think, beyond like blessed to have like um, spaces where we can do like live art and things like that, have artists that we are friends with or, you know, newly coming in contact with that have been um, just kind of all for our mission and sort of help us to sort of push our brand forward, but then also use our platform to connect with an amazing audience that, that we have. Yeah, exactly. We have these community notebooks, which I think were your idea, Nick, where we basically... Um, just put out little notebooks throughout the space and people are able to leave little love notes for us or just affirming statements about like who they are, where they are right now. And when I look through those, it's just really awesome to see like the 
the meaning of what we're doing, which we know it, but to hear it from right. someone else is really powerful. Um, and yeah, just the, the people who come and the people who have really been involved with us since day one. So we have an amazing photographer, RJ Eldridge. Beyond photography, he does pretty much everything. everything. <laughs> Poet, spoken word artist, painter, literally the list goes on. And he's been documenting our party since the very beginning. The beautiful moments, the twerk moments, like literally everything <laughs> that happens at the party, he has documented, and it's it's beautiful. And there are other people like him who have really been invested in in all that we've been doing since the beginning. Right on. So beyond Party Noir, I know that there are other ventures. There's the magazine. There's the podcast. Like, talk about like how some of these things came to be, how they feed into what you're doing with Party Noir, like all that kind of stuff. Um, well. I also, um, two years ago, founded Black Girl and Ohm, which mm-hmm. is a holistic lifestyle brand cultivating holistic wellness for women of color. So um, like Black Girl Fly magazine, we also have an online platform. Um, we do events um, mostly rooted in wellness um, through yoga and meditation. And then we also have a podcast. So when myself, Nick, and then Ray Chardonnay, who's our third co-founder who wasn't able to be here today, when we first started... Um, Party Noir, we all had our individual projects. And it's really amazing that when you look at all of them, so Nick with Black Girl Fly Magazine, myself with Black Girl Gnome, and then Ray with her project Black Utopia, they're all very much rooted, I mean, you even hear it in the names, in blackness and black culture and black people. And so it's amazing that Party Noir is kind of, in a way, it's like very rooted to our individual projects in that way. But it's a... It's a very um, overtly kind of celebration um, ceremony, as RJ talks about sometimes. And um, it has a, a layer of just like pure joy and, and fun at the end of the day, which is really great for me. Yeah, and I think in addition to what Lauren said, um, it has been, I think for me, um, sort of Party Noir represents sort of a manifestation of these different projects. So like Lauren said, like they're very rooted in sort of black culture, black representations. Um, and so Party Noir is sort of a, a space where we can sort of activate the different things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think for, for me specifically, Party uh, Black Girl Fly was uh, very important in sort of helping us to sort of get the word out about Party Noir. Um, so I think we... All three of us kind of leveraged our different platforms and um, the things that we were doing to sort of get people's attention around like what Party Noir was. And I think it was very instrumental in the beginning to sort of, you know, gather some some eyeballs that were already looking at the things that we were doing to say like, hey, we're working on this cool project. You all should probably get into it. Um, it's, it's kind of funny too because sometimes people think that like they're all one and the same. Like people will be like, "Oh, is like Party Noir a Black Girl Fly project, or is Party Noir like an extension of Black Girl Gnome?" Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like trying to like really clearly delineate, and it's still cool to like be like, "This is what it is." But at the end of the day, like all of the individual projects are just dope and related in some way. So it's only I think a positive thing if people are just seeing the connection and like kind of viewing it all as one project. Well, yeah, it seems like there's like that natural overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you're right, like the the kind of like tone and spirit would like have a thorough line between everything you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about kind of like the the nuts and bolts of it, the production side, because I know like putting together events not easy. Putting together a podcast, a blog that's time consuming. Um, how do you guys manage these kind of tasks? How do you approach setting up these different types of of online contents and and real world activations? Like, what's your method for that? Um, I think for me, it has come down to um, 
really relying on a team. So um, I feel like they, I'm, my hand is in so many different projects. There's, there's no way to sort of keep everything together by myself. And so I think that one thing that Party Noir has been able to do is like activate like the three of us to like um, sort of be able to like do specific things that we are very skilled at, but then also be like pretty flexible. So like um, I, I think we find ourselves like wearing different hats at different times. And so um, with Party Noir, it's been very, very important that we can sort of be flexible in that way. Um, but then uh, like back to what I was saying, like having an amazing team of people who sort of help to kind of um, keep everything kind of moving. So with my online um, digital content creation, mm-hmm. I have a team of about uh, seven writers that I work with and contrib- contributors around the country. Um, and then like a core team where my co-founder, um, an editor and like social media person, like everyone who's just sort of kind of helping to push this machine forward. Um, and I think in some ways we've sort of used some of those kind of structures to, to sort of um, structure Party Noir. And so just really quickly, it's not all just writers from Chicago. No. Your team expands nationally. Yeah, so my co-founder actually lives in New York, and that's where I'm from originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a good amount of people who are in New York, um, but then we also have some, some folks that are in D.C., uh, Florida, Atlanta, um, on the West Coast, and things like that. So I'm, I'm interested in this, like, you know, because I think that real or perceived, there's very much some level of, like, well, you know, Chicago, that's, that's cute, but we're in New York. Like, you know, what was it that made you want to activate these things in Chicago versus New York, which of course is a cultural hub and so many levels and has blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows what New York is, right? Like, but what, why Chicago versus having New York be like kind of the home for it? Um, honestly, I was sort of, um, I started the project after moving here for grad school. So mm-hmm. in some ways, like it happened, um, n- maybe not intentionally, um, but I think that Chicago in its own right really is like the center of like a lot of things that are happening culturally, um, whether it just be for millennials, for black folk, for just creatives, creatives in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I don't necessarily think that like it's a, a conversation about like what it could be, what, what it could be in New York. I think um, Chicago really right now is ripe for just like moving and shaking shit. Um, and so I'm happy to sort of have um, a home base here, but then also my my, my co-founder back in New York and um, team members around the country. Yeah. What about you, Lauren? Like, you know, like the, the process, doing it here, all those kind of things. Yeah. So I think with the process, um, like what Nick was saying, the three of us, I think, work very much like like water. <laughs> this is a metaphor, you know, but like mm-hmm. we just kind of have to go with the flow. It's like not even an option. It's just like the three of us have our hands in so many things. And so it's just necessary. And we learn this month after month to be like, you know what? I can't do this right now. Can you step in and do this? And I think it's great that the three of us actually have just an enormous amount of skills and just the willpower, honestly, to just like get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we, I think it's also a learning process because we're only one year in. Right. And the sky's the limit really with where Party Noir can go. So we're always trying to learn. I think we also really engage in conversations with other people who are a little bit more experienced, whether it's the event production side or like, you know, financial management, things like that. Like we're just kind of open to dialoguing with others. Um, And in terms of Chicago, I completely agree with what Nick said. Like, Chicago is really such an important place right now um, in terms of, like, pushing culture, in terms of, um, like, innovation and creativity, and in terms of, like, just young black people reimagining everything, reimagining space, reimagining what's possible. And so 
I, you know, when I look long, long term, I don't mm-hmm. see Chicago as home forever. But I am like enormously grateful that I'm here right now, and I know that. Um, from everything that I'm doing, Party Noir, Black Girl Gnome, like these things in the, the way that we're expressing them right now here wouldn't be possible in another city. Um, so Chicago is just so fundamental, I think. Well, that's what I, I always see. Uh, I teach at Columbia College and I always talk to students about like LA and New York are of course options, but I'm like, I feel like in Chicago, you can build something yourself. I don't often see people go to New York and LA and like build their own thing. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I see people move to New York and LA and they're like, oh, cool, I got a job with Vice. I got a job at Spotify. I got a job at Billboard or whatever. And like, great, awesome. That's that's great. But I think Chicago, you're right. Like you can build your own thing here. I think the cost of living is comparably more affordable. And it feels like, and tell me if you if you see this, it feels like we're in a very collaborative time right now. Yes. It feels like everybody's looking to help each other build. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I love that you said that because before you said that, I was going to actually hop in and say that the reason that we're able to build from the ground up here in a really powerful way is because of the willingness of people to collaborate. We see this. Like, Party Noir wouldn't be what it is right now if, if not for so many of our community members authentically telling other people about Party Noir and telling yeah. them about the magic of the space and the beauty of the space. Same thing with um, Black Girl and Ohm. Like, there have been so many people who have come onto the team who have just reached out and said, hey, I want to help, you know? So it's really special. So, you know, we're heading towards the end of the year. Um, you know, people, some people are already thinking about, like, 2017. They're kind of like, what's on, your, what's on your minds with any of the projects? What's on deck for anything you guys have coming up? as we close out 2016, head into 2017. Yeah, so for Party Noir, um, we are actually very much so, like, looking forward to 2017. We've got a number of, like, cool um, opportunities on the table right now. Um, And so I think one thing that we are looking forward to doing next year is traveling. Um, So we love Chicago, and we love the home base that we've built here, and we will be here every single month at the Promontory, except for taking a break. I think in January, I think. That's a good month to take a break, man. Yeah. Don't don't put yourself out like doing a party in January. That's just hard. So yeah, we'll take a break um, sometime this winter, but we are definitely looking forward to um, doing some traveling next year. Um, we are also looking forward to um, doing some other types of events next year in Chicago. Um, and so um, we'll definitely keep our day party going, but we've got a number of like smaller events that we're going to be doing around the city. Um, what else? I think one thing that we're eager to start is a new series, a community conversation series. Mm -hmm. So naturally at a party, conversations come up, topics come up. Um, But, you know, sometimes with the music and the dancing, you get a little distracted from that. Sure. So we want to create basically an intentional time and space for people to talk about, like, real issues that we're experiencing or just a point of of conversation that might be buzzing around Chicago that we want to intentionally talk about with our community. Yeah. So um, we're really excited to start that hopefully in 2017, if not sooner. That's really cool. I definitely want to, like, Attend that, find out more about what you guys have going on. That's really awesome. Yeah. Um, if somebody wants to get involved, someone's a young creative and they want to, you know, attend the party, maybe contribute to the party, contribute to the podcast, the blog, like just like they see what you guys are activating and building and they want to become part of that. Like, are you looking for more contributors? Is there a way for people to reach out to you? 
I think with Party Noir, absolutely. So we have a, a website. It's um, thepartynoir.com. Mm-hmm. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We have amazing photos. So anyone looking for some inspiration, definitely check us out. But we're very open, um, especially in terms of internships. I know that we have some space available on our team sure. for that. So they can reach out to us via email as well. Um, our email is hello at thepartynoir.com. Right on. Yeah. Right. Um, and then outside of that, um, Black Girl Fly is actually going to be launching in a few weeks. Um, so we are definitely looking forward to um, receiving more just contributions from people who are looking to get content out. So if you're a writer, um, digital producer, con- uh, video producer, anything like that, and you're looking for a space to sort of showcase your work, um, you can reach me at uh, inf- uh, info at Um Yeah. Yeah. You know, we kind of always end with looking at like, if anybody is listening to this uh, who really digs what you guys are doing, which, of course, if they're listening to this, they dig what you're doing. But, like, you know, if someone's listening to this, they want to become involved in the kind of projects you guys are doing. Like, what advice would you give for anyone who's, like, looking to start their own party, looking to start their own site, their own blog, their own podcast? Like, just activate creatively, especially celebrating black joy and black activity and activism. I would say first identify something that is necessary and that isn't necessarily being done right now or at least not in a very particular way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that like we live in an age where like to a certain extent like every idea you know, or every every like um, possibility has been explored, but not in the way that maybe you could do it or you could conceive of it. So I just think that um, I think that going back to this idea of collaboration, particularly for anyone who's listening in Chicago, there are absolutely people out there who would be willing to um, and interested in supporting your idea. So also putting yourself out there and getting a little bit vulnerable with your idea is sometimes necessary in in making it, you know, start to move off the ground. Yeah. Um, And then I would add to that sort of finding... Like, what your mission is. I think one thing that has helped Party Noir uh, be sustainable in this first year was, like, being very clear about our mission and not, like, um, being compromising in that. And so just for someone who is, like, looking to start a project, like, why are you starting this project? What's the purpose of it? Who are you trying to reach and why? Um, And I think if you sort of kind of circle back to those questions at all times through the process, you really um, are setting yourself up to be able to be successful in, in a new sort of creative venture. Right on. Um, I love what you guys are doing. It's been really cool to see that happening throughout the city. Uh, it's great to hear about everything you guys have that you're working on, that you're putting out, that you're building. Um, I would love to check back in in 2017 and like really talk about the new things that are going on. Like, Keep this conversation going. That would be awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Yes. We would love to have Ray here with us next time, too. Yes, Ray. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get the whole team up here. Um, Lauren Ash, Nick Alder, uh, Party Noir, Black Girl and Ohm. Black Girl Fly Magazine, doing really, really cool work all throughout Chicago and beyond. Um, thank you for coming up. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.